Support for Off the Path comes from Adelphi University, with over 225 undergraduate, graduate, and continuing ed programs. Adelphi.edu slash extraordinary. Christina's World is one of the most recognizable American paintings of the 20th century. The artist was Andrew Wyeth, and his subject, Christina, still fascinates us 75 years later. The painting is set in the stark, dramatic landscape of coastal Maine. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. What you see on the canvas is a bit disorienting. You're at a loss to know what's really happening. A black-haired woman in a pink dress seems to be crawling in a grassy field, her back turned to the viewer, her face unseen. And at the top of the field is sky with a house and barn at the edge of the horizon. Anne Temkin is a curator for New York City's Museum of Modern Art, where the painting is displayed. She says the air of mystery about Christina's world draws a lot of visitors. And as you can guess, it's a picture that's always got a lot of people in front of it. Today, a school group from Patterson, New Jersey, stops at the painting with teacher Jamie Stein. So I want you guys to look at the painting for a minute. See what you can see. Her clothes is dirty, her hair look a mess. Her shoes look like a lot of dirt, like she was basically like running through something. She looked like she needs some help. All right, let's continue to look at her body too. Look at how she's laying there. She looks helpless kind of, like she was just dropped off there. Jamie's trying to get her students to think about what the woman is actually doing. One student figures it out by reading the placard. Tiff, did you read something? Yeah. Do you want to share with us what you read? Um, it's a person experiencing a disability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She probably, like... She lost her they, walk. She can't walk. She's only holding herself up with her arms and her feet. Oh. Yeah. She missed it up. Yes. <laughs> the woman in the painting suffers from a degenerative condition and is unable to walk. Andrew Wyeth wanted to show the reality of her world. The other three paintings in this gallery are by abstract artists like William de Kooning. What all of them have in common, though, they were all painted in 1948. Here's curator Ann Temkin again. And the point that we wanted to make in this gallery is that at any given point in time, in this case 1948 in New York City, there are always artists doing absolutely unrelated, even opposite things. And Andrew Wyeth stands out. Art historians tend to classify his style with words like realist and regionalist. Some critics were a little more disdainful. The New Yorker's art critic called him formulaic. One curator called him a kitschmeister. The New York Times wrote that the art world found his work old-fashioned. I wouldn't exactly say old-fashioned. I think there is in the art world a sense of him as not radical not experimental in the way that we often equate with modern art like Picasso or Matisse. Christina's world hung in a different place for years, in a hallway, kind of near the restrooms. At one point, it went into storage, which led to an editorial in the Boston Globe. Wyeth's son, Jamie, a famous artist in his own right, also protested. It's fascinating, right? Because that speaks to the way this has touched a kind of popular devotion in a way that very few modern paintings 
do. You know, we could take off view a very, very important Cezanne or Matisse. There wouldn't be that sort of sense of personal grief or irritation that I think the Wyeth devotees feel about this. And I think that probably comes because he is somewhat of an underdog in terms of the art history books. Today, Christina's world is one of MoMA's most popular paintings. It was referenced in pop culture, like the movie Forrest Gump and the video game series The Last of Us. I think people are grabbed by the enigma of it, right? What's going on here? For me, it's definitely melancholic and does give a sense of sadness or struggle. It's quite clear, even if you don't know that the woman is disabled, the way her very thin, rickety hands, arms, are in her sort of arthritic-looking hands, you realize this is someone who's, who's not well. And the fact that you don't see her face is almost more unnerving than if you did. But Anne Temkin doesn't think Andrew Wyeth was presenting someone in a pitiful light. Turns out, Christina was a neighbor where Wyeth spent summers in Maine. In fact, the painting may have been a tribute to her strengths. And we'll have more on that after a short break. Whether you order a grinder or a hero for lunch, spend summers on the Sound or on Jones Beach. There's something for nutmeggers and Long Islanders alike on the WSHU podcast, After All Things. So whatever side of the pizza debate you're on, you can be up to date with the latest from the Connecticut, New York region in less than 15 minutes. Hosted by me, Sabrina Garone. Weekday evenings wherever you get your podcasts. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. Christina Olson spent her life on a farm in coastal Maine with her brother Alvaro. Andrew Wyeth met them when he summered nearby. Wyeth stayed on the farm and made hundreds of paintings and sketches of both the landscape and the siblings. It's also where he made his masterpiece, showing Christina on the ground, almost crawling across the field, looking up at the house. Jane Bianco is a curator with the Farnsworth Museum in Rockland, Maine, which owns the land. She takes me into the field. It's a gloomy gray day, a lot like the one seen in the picture. And I think it's the magic, and well, it's more than magic, it's that mood and drama of that painting that draws people to come into this field and look back. And I'm sure a lot of people want to recreate, try to recreate the picture. Yes, that's true. Um, Lots of picture taking out here. Jane likes to invite visitors to imagine the view from Christina's perspective. As if she's lying in the field or perhaps going towards the house from down on the ground, perhaps from picking flowers. And up in the distance on a hill, a windswept hill, is a a monumental house of three floors and two gables and two um, center chimneys. It's a typical New England house, but it has a sort of a, a venerable, personable look to it. It's kind of dark wood. There's something about the, the color of the wood that is really well, beautiful. It's unpainted. When Andrew Wyeth first saw the house in, in 1938, it was painted white. And over the years, it weathered. And there were times, because the brother and sister worked so hard on the farm, they were not always able to keep it painted white. Christina and Alvaro lived on the farm their whole lives. The two siblings never married. 
but they did have what I would call a hard scrabble life. And during the Depression in particular... What was their day-to-day life like? Well, probably from dawn to dusk for sure. Alvaro did haying in this field over here. They had uh, horses, you know, work horses, cows and chickens and pigs. And what about Christina? What was she doing? Well, Christina was baking pies. She uh, was known to be an excellent seamstress. She was very sociable. And she was the victim of a degenerative muscular disorder, which was never diagnosed during her lifetime. Some doctors now believe it was a rare condition called Charcot-Marie tooth disease. So gradually she lost the ability, or her mobility was impacted by that. And in fact, when you see her in the field, or in the painting, um, Wyeth's impression of Christina, it's that she is probably making her way back towards the house. Christina refused to use any mobility aids. So what we're seeing in the painting is her literally pulling herself across the field, back to her house, using just her arms. Jane says we don't know much about why Christina decided to live without mobility aids. This is only a conjecture that it might have been that she just didn't want to be in a wheelchair. She was an independent spirit. She was a positive woman and a very strong woman. And uh, she and her brother just needed to keep up the farm. They had a wonderful support system with family and friends. And I believe they had a happy life. They had a hard life, but they had a happy life together. Jane says Andrew and his wife Betsy spent every summer for 30 years on or near the farm. They became a big part of the siblings' life so much so that they chose to be buried here on the farm in a tiny cemetery tucked away next to the field. Jane leads me down to see it. Christina Olson and her brother Alvaro are buried just nearby. We are in the most beautiful spot, surrounded by pine trees. And looking back, if you stand behind this uh, tombstone, which is dark gray granite, Andrew Wyeth, 1917, to 2009, Betsy Wyeth, 1921 to 2020. And you look back, you will see the Olson house and the Olson barn up the hill. Christina Olson and her brother Alvaro are buried just nearby. He must have really felt at home here if he decided to be buried here, right? I think he felt a strong affinity to Christina and Alvaro and this place. I think he felt it was the most meaningful place, perhaps, and it was a meaningful gesture to the brother and sister and their home, their land. It strikes me that the view from the cemetery is very close to the one shown in Wyeth's iconic painting. Jane agrees. If you personify the monument, if this embodies in some way the spirit of Andrew Wyeth, he is looking towards the house. A memorial every bit as powerful as a painting. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan.